guys, welcome to episode 7 of the Bonnie Project. Now, if you noticed, this week I changed the theme music. Um, I'm going to be doing listener stories today because a couple of people emailed me in their creepy stories and I'm super excited to read those out for you. So I thought the music, we could change it up. And I'm going to be sharing one of my own, which I'll share first. It's a personal story and it was pretty creepy. And I'm going to be calling it Flatmate Wanted. So here we go. This happened to me about eight years ago. I was a young girl in my early 20s living in a big city in New Zealand and looking for a new flat to move into. It had been so exhausting looking at so many different rooms to rent and some people that were showing them were so strange. I did most of my searching for a flat online on websites like TradeMe, which is similar to Craigslist I think, and Gumtree. I had met some strange individuals and some okay ones too. I always took someone with me to view a flat, whether it was my sister or a friend, because you never know who's going to be on the other side of the door. And when you're a young girl, it can be quite intimidating. Before I get to the main reason for this story, my sister and I went to, went to this flat to view a room, and it was in this block of townhouses, but they looked alright from the outside. Anyway, so I knocked on the door and waited for what felt like ages, and then the door finally opened and I knew straight away I did not want to rent a room here. The guy that answered the door was a greasy-haired, overweight slob. I know that sounds really mean, but if you'd seen him, you would totally agree with me. He was like a goth or something, and he mumbled, Hey, um, blah, I can't even remember his name. But I couldn't understand him anyway, because he was eating a bag of Doritos, and he was nearly at the bottom of the bag, and was on the crumbs, and then he goes, You want some? and offered the bag to my sister and me. I wanted to be sick. We politely declined and then he said, oh, let me show you the house. So we went inside and you couldn't see a thing because he had no lights on at all. It was also nighttime, so I was thinking, this is so dodgy, why does this creep not have any lights on? And all these things were running through my head. Anyway, he showed us the lounge and stuff and there were computers everywhere it was such a mess like there must have been at least six computers and I don't do mess it was clear to me that this guy was a gamer so he wasn't a creep he just looked like one so I was not enjoying this tour at all I said um so where's the room and he goes oh it's upstairs um okay so we went upstairs and I checked out the room and then we left. I got a text from him like an hour later asking if I was keen on the room, to which I said no, for obvious reasons. Now onto the creepy part of the story. I think it was maybe a week later I had found a reasonably priced room on the website Gumtree and it was perfect because it was down the road from my nannying job. So I said I would stop in on the way home, which was at 6pm. And in New Zealand in the winter it gets very dark at that time. And I was also by myself this time because I'd just finished work and I was feeling pretty good. I pulled up to the house and it was actually really nice and tidy. I walked up to the front door and knocked. 
Again, they took a little while to answer, but when the guy answered, he was seriously in his late 50s or early 60s, and he was really tall, like at least 6'5", and I instantly thought, oh, why the hell does this guy need a flatmate? This is weird. I always get gut feelings, and you should always go with them, but I didn't want to be rude again, as I wasn't brought up like that. So I went inside, and he closed the door. He showed me around the house, and there was actually no stuff in there. Like, I only saw a kitchen table and a couple of chairs in the kitchen, and maybe one chair in the lounge where I'd walked in, like there was no lounge suite or anything, or any TV. I just found it really odd. He walked me over to the vacant room, and thank God, it was super narrow and tiny, and I literally wouldn't even be able to fit any of my stuff in there if I'd tried. In fact, it was hard to visualize it even fitting a single bed in there. I stepped into the room and he was right behind me in the doorway, blocking it, asking me what I think. I told him it's nice, but it wouldn't fit my stuff in it, and he said, oh, that's a shame. And I just had this sick feeling like something bad was going to happen. So I turned around and looked at him like, okay, I'm done looking now, so can you please move? And he did, and my heart started beating again. Now I just had to get the hell out of that house. I went to the front door where I'd come in and it was locked and I said um why is this door locked and he came over in front of it and said oh I must have locked it after you'd walked in just a habit and he had this like creepy smile. I honestly thought I wasn't going to get out of there and my cell phone was in the car as well. The only person that knew I was going there was the lady I worked for so at least someone knew where I was going. Anyway he ended up letting me out and saying that's a shame that the room wasn't big enough and then I ran across the grass to my car and I got in and I looked back at the house and he had been staring out the window watching me leave the whole time that was such an awful feeling and even though nothing bad happened it wasn't a good time I had to drive past that house every day on my way home and each day it gives me the shits so glad I didn't move in there so creepy guy that likes to lock girls in their house let's never meet again so that honestly was really creepy and I just felt so uncomfortable I don't know if anyone else has been in that situation before but when a guy that basically takes up an entire door frame is blocking it and you've got no way out and you just think every worst case scenario will I do it's just awful and there's so many creeps out there and I've actually read so many things where people lure girls off websites like that trying to get a flatmate and stuff so just be careful and always take a friend with you obviously I did but just that one time anyway so this next one is from a girl's point of view and I won't be sharing a name they've wished to remain anonymous and I've read it through and I've decided to call it No Country for Old Men because I really like that movie and it's kind of like that but not. So, it was the year 2002 and I was 15. My friends and I had been invited to another friend's place for her birthday and it was a sleepover. I couldn't wait. I loved going out to her place. It was so awesome and huge. It was about 20 minutes out of town and there were no neighbours close by. They had a real country house, but it was one of those stone pillar ones that looked quite nostalgic. 
not some old hick rundown country house, just so you get an idea of what I mean. We obviously started off the afternoon with games and music, followed by delicious food and scary movies, of course. Typical teenage girl sleepover. Best ever. Because there was about eight of us girls staying the night, obviously we couldn't all fit in one room, but going back to how big this house was, that wasn't going to be a problem. Her mum had set up mattresses in one of the rooms. Of course, we played, mucked around and played truth and dare before going to bed, and we're all silly eating candy and stuff, chatting about random teenage girl stuff. And we played a period prank on one of our friends. She was absolutely mortified, but it was so funny. Anyway, as the night was winding down and it was getting super late, we were all in chill mode, so we were all lying down at this point. Now, this room had a skylight window in it. It wasn't one of the small ones either, but quite a big one, so you could see outside. I thought it was quite cool looking at the stars before you go to sleep. Speaking of sleep, I was always one of the last ones to go to sleep because when I was with friends, Maybe I just got too excited and can't sleep. Who knows? But I'm actually glad I didn't fall asleep straight away. Or am I? Some of the other girls had already gone to sleep and a couple of us were just whispering amongst one another and I was just looking straight up. The room was still dark as we'd all turned the lights out but naturally your eyes adjust to the dark and you can see pretty well. My friend was talking away to me when I just stopped answering. I was looking at the skylight because I saw a shape on the window, just on the side, not covering the whole thing. I was like, man, it's probably just a bird or a possum or something. No biggie. Then more of the shape came into sight. I realized it was a person. I froze and whispered to my friend to look up and tell me if I was seeing things or not. It surely couldn't be one of my friend's parents or her brother or sister's on the roof at this time of night. It must have been at least one in the morning. My friend confirmed it was a person and they were just looking down. Now, I don't know if they could see us, but we could definitely see them. I was freaking out. I didn't know whether to wake the other girls up or just to ignore it and go to sleep. I didn't want to make a big fuss because everyone would be annoyed if it was nothing. But then again, I can't deal with this. I need my friend's parents to know so they can call the police or something. Plus, we were ages out of town, so I was super scared that they wouldn't get in here on time, and there were so many places to hide. By this stage, the man, as I would come to see, was covering the skylight with his full body. I prayed the glass wouldn't break and he would fall through onto us. I decided to wake up my friend, who I'll call Jill whose house it was. Jill! Jill, wake up! I whispered in a shouty voice. There's someone on the roof! She responded groggily as one does when they're awoken from a deep slumber. I said it again and told her she needed to go and wake up her parents. God knows how long this guy had been hiding out all afternoon or that evening, knowing full well there was going to be a room full of teenage girls to scare. I couldn't believe this was happening. I just wanted to go home. Jill's dad came rushing in and looked up at the skylight. He went and got his rifle from the bedroom and bravely decided to go out and confront the prowler, or whatever that creep was. I heard him yelling, and I think the guy must have got a hell of a fright, because I heard a scream and a huge thud. 
I figured he'd fallen off the roof, which was by no means a small drop to the ground. Jill's dad had his rifle pointed at the guy and told him if he moved one muscle he would blow his head clean off. By this time, all the girls had woken up and we were wondering what all the commotion was about. It was a little bit exciting now and not so scary as we could see the perpetrator had been caught. Jill's mum had already called the police and they were on the way from the local police station about 10 minutes away. Still a long wait, but hey, at least the guy didn't get away. Finally, the police showed up and arrested the creep for trespassing. And I'm not sure what else, but I was so glad to have seen that. God knows what could have happened had I not. We, ugh. we couldn't wait to get back to school on Monday and tell our other friends about the incident from the weekend. A few days later, Jill came to school and told us the police had rang their house and the man confessed he was there to burgle the place. Apparently, he had a long list of convictions and was recently done for an aggravated home invasion. I've stayed at Jill's house a few more times since that night and thankfully, we have had no more incidents like that horrible night. That was pretty creepy. Has anyone else had something like that happen or like an intruder in their house I would love to hear if you have so please write in so this is our final story for the episode and I think I saved the best till last I really enjoyed reading this one so it's about a babysitter so I like to title all the stories so this one's just called the sitter so here we go I began babysitting at 13 to earn some extra money to spend horrible. Ugh. I began babysitting at 13 to earn some extra money to spend horribly on embarrassing things like Fallout Boy CDs. I would almost always work for my dad's clients and get referred to by word of mouth. I was babysitting for this one family who had a little girl nine and a little boy seven. The parents seemed okay, a little crotchety and awkward giving me a full schedule to follow and jokingly threatened to beat any boy who might mysteriously show up after they'd left. It felt cruel for them to accuse me of knowing a boy, giving I basically looked like an overgrown baby with frizzly hair at that age. Almost immediately after the parents had left, the little girl started singing the words, We're all alone, in a creepy high-pitched voice. I know... The little boy chimed in. Let's play rape. Um, what the fuck? So that was just my opinion of that sentence. Looking back now, I know the kid probably just heard that term on TV and knew the word was shocking and said it just for a reaction. I totally bought it at the time. I'm sputtering wide-eyed and changing the subject quickly. These kids were hell for the next hour. I wouldn't let them watch South Park on the TV and their parents did not seem like the type to allow their precious nine and seven year old to watch a show like that. As soon as I said no, the little girl casually said, oh that's fine, we'll just go play PlayStation in the family room, feel free to watch it out here. But I knew exactly where that was headed. I said they could watch any other TV show in the living room while I made them dinner. The parents had left instructions to make them sandwiches. I could handle that. Before I'd even got out the bread, I heard a massive crash. It seemed like the little girl had broken a glass. Tutting and pissed, 
but ultimately nowhere to punish her, I cleaned it up while these two weird kids watched with wide eyes. Dumping the broken glass into the trash, I went back to making sandwiches. I'm a vegetarian, so while the kids had chicken, I made a simple salad one for myself. Just as I was finishing, the little boy screamed out in what sounded like an exaggerated pain. Nonetheless, I ran over to the couch in the living room to check on him. My ankle, he howled, kind of dramatically, flopping back into the couch. By the way, he yelled it. I could tell, by the way he yelled, I could tell he was a horrible actor. While I tried to figure out how he allegedly hurt his ankle, the little girl slipped out of the room. Peripherally, I was aware of this, but never paid any mind. I was focused on this little boy pretending to be in pain. He kept saying, I, I went to stand, but it hurts too much. Oh, I don't know. He kept saying this over and over and over, until his eyes suddenly flicked to just behind me, where I see the little girl standing with a perturbing smile on her face. And just like that, he was miraculously healed. At this point, I was just thinking, these kids were really weird, craved attention a little too much, and probably needed more parental involvement. Whatever, I was 13, and that 60 bucks was only four hours away. I set out the sandwiches for the two to eat at the dining table. Then I went to get us all a soda and returned. After pouring soda for both of them, I realised they hadn't even taken a bite of their sandwiches yet. I asked them what they were waiting for, then they smiled. For you to take a bite of yours. For some reason, I felt like my heart dropped after she said this, and I'm so glad I had the gut feeling to open the top part of the sandwich, because when I did, I saw glass, broken glass, broken glass that I'd put in the trash. I stared in horror at the two kids staring at me with menacing grins. I lost it, shouting at them, explaining they could have easily injured my mouth. What's wrong with you two? Instead of crying or apologising or pretending to be ashamed or confused, these two little fuckers began laughing. Not like kids, it was too low. It wasn't that silly, typical kids laugh. It was low and threatening. I'll never forget that noise. My immediate reaction was these kids are too young to be laughing like that. I called my older sister, cried about what happened, and she came and stayed there with me. We left the house with chills after the parents arrived. I never babysat for those two again. What I can't get past is the level of premeditation that went into sprinkling that broken glass into my sandwich and the total remorseless way they responded to my getting upset. They were unlike any two kids I've ever met before. That story is actually really disturbing. I fucking hate creepy kids. Um, I would love to hear anybody that's babysat any freak kids like that or just had a really bad experience or something. I really hope you enjoyed those three stories. I really enjoy the type of stories where you get 
stalked or like not like I do like paranormal stuff but I do enjoy the real stuff that just happens in life and it's just so creepy so we'll wrap that episode up and again please email me your stories to thebonnieproject00 at gmail.com that's thebonnieproject00 at gmail.com and if you go on Facebook and look up The Bonnie Project, give my page a like. And if you want, you can send me private messages on there if you want to send stories. Or any suggestions, you can write them on the Facebook page. Okay, cool. I'll talk to you guys next time. Ciao.